All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 404 on a lovely Wednesday afternoon. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Once again, a uh, big thank you to uh, Aaron Grimes for uh, coming in and joining us in studio for uh, another uh, fun edition of uh, Who Is It Wednesday. I always like that segment. Uh, loads of fun. Lots of positive texts coming in. Uh, love the, hey guys, I'm not a really big football guy. I love those interviews. It's one of my favorite segments now. Well, that's the whole point. It's not just about football. It's about, you know, he's a football player. But we talk about lots of different things. Uh, man, you have to overcome a lot. And I love this honesty, just talking about how you're just like, oh, man, like, not, I'm not, this might not be for me. And you got to think how challenging that is for lots of rookies when you come to a new city in your first training camp and maybe you're not getting a lot of opportunities and you're wondering, man, how long am I going to be here? So it was great. Now, let's get to... Mike Rupp, who is our uh, regular uh, Wednesday guest in the uh, 4 o'clock hour, uh, brought to you by McDonald's as we go around the NHL. Right now, it's Monopoly, baby. Keep playing. You got more chances to win than ever before. You can do it on the app or peel it right off your cheeseburger, your fries, your milkshake, whatever. All the rules on how you can win, mcdpromotion.ca. As uh, Mike Rupp, once again, Stanley Cup champion, Ace analyst for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, also the NHL Network, uh, joins us again. Rupper, how you doing, my man? Uh, what's up, Greg? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, enjoying this. Hey, how awesome was last night, by the way? 16 games going last night. Well, it was great. Now, Canadians didn't really get to watch it as much, right? Because it wasn't here. And I, you know what? Now, to me, I, I look at and there's there's nothing more 
annoying to me when you have, you know, the broadcast situation. Because my understanding is Sportsnet can do national games on Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. They own the rights for them. So had this been on a Monday, Wednesday, or Saturday, you can team up and they could have ran it if they wanted, even though I know TSN and ESPN are partners. So it's a little bit of pettiness, unfortunately. But uh, I was reading all those stories, people online, and a lot of people are wanting Rupper. And, and you're a guy who works on the NHL Network to say, why don't we do this when there's eight games or seven games? Do you think it's possible? Are you talking about the staggered start times? Staggered start times, yeah, staggered start times, and then almost having like the red zone where you're just going game to game with the highlights. So, I mean, that uh, that's uh, NHL Network. We do that um, on the NHL tonight, right? Like, so they're uh, every night. Yeah. Um, in, in the states, I know that's not it's not available in Canada, except I think the four to six hour. Right but you now. guys don't have the staggered starts, right? So you're kind of not the staggered yeah. starts, but it's it's just jumping around or updating wherever it is, and it's in in that's a you know, that's fun. It's a fun show to work on because you're literally just it's like the red zone. So you just go and bang, 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 jump it around. So ESPN just tried it for the first time last night. Um, and, and it's great for them to, to do it, too, because they're obviously got a lot of eyes on their network. Um, but, yeah, the Sager start times. It's interesting because it, it, the knee jerk is we should do this all the time. And maybe not to the exact minute like they were yesterday, sure. but we saw a lot of, you know, 7, 7.15, 7.30, 7.45, 8 o'clock. It was like 15-minute increments, and, and we're kind of rolling that out. So even if there was eight games, um, I, I think the most frustrating thing as a consumer of hockey is when we get a night where there's four 7 o'clock games, Eastern time, of course, if there's four 7 o'clock games, and then, you know, there's like, a 10 and a 10 30 mm-hmm. you know what i mean like what are, all those first games are all going intermission around the same time it's it's you know i think we're at a stage now in sports consumption where there's teams or sorry there's fans that want to watch more than just their team they're hockey fans and uh, i think that the more we can make that available and make the timing of it available it's great but i will say this and maybe some of the listeners would um would feel this is last night usually penguin games are always seven o'clock i'm working that i worked that game last night and i was kind of running a little late from my nhl network duties to get down to the arena and i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna have to kind of speed to get down there for pregame show and then i realized it's a 7 30 start time and just in that little moment how much that must mess fans up if you're going to be moving the, the you know the time and the start times yeah. around all the time so I, I don't know i'm sure that has something to do with it but if they're ever able to figure out that uh, puzzle, I think it would uh, it would there'd be a lot of benefits to it. So we look at last night's action. Um, I got to ask you about the Edmonton orders. And you know what? There's so much talk about the system, Rup. I, th- I think it's misguided. Uh, these are NHL players. There, there's not like some massive, you got to study for hours to figure out what the new system is. And the Edmonton orders are getting killed. First of all, a lot of the goals aren't even coming off of systemic breakdowns. They're coming off of not boxing a guy out in front of the net. I don't know what system you've ever played that never says don't box a guy out ever. Right. Um, they're getting killed off of the rush. They're getting killed off of tips where guys aren't covering the guys in front. Like I, I don't see this system as the issue because I saw it against Winnipeg three days earlier and they didn't give up very much at all against the Jets. So to me, I don't think it's a system, but it's an inconsistency of a commitment. So how do you get that for your group? A group that has enough talent. Like this is not a team that doesn't have enough talent to win. So what do you see as a former player guy who's won? What has to change and how do you get this team to play consistent? So here's the thing that's tough. And I had this conversation earlier today. And the only reason I can, I'm speaking to this from my experiences in, in New Jersey and growing up in that organization. Um, 
sometimes you talk and when we hear, and I'm not speaking in Edmonton terms here, but we're, we want to institute a new system or we want to, um, you know, we want to, we want to lock things down defensively just by changing something. And, and, you know, the X's and O's isn't going to mean results. Yeah. There's a buy-in that has to happen. And when I go back to New Jersey and think, you know, I've got a, you can see me now. I've got this beard. I wasn't yeah. allowed this beard my mm-hmm. first five, six years pro in that organization in New Jersey, right? We know about the Lou Lamarillo rules that you have to be cleanly shaven. We had about 95 other rules that we had to follow on the day-to-day that really didn't have anything to do with hockey. I'm not saying this is the answer, but this yeah. is how that organization got to it. And if you weren't going to follow those rules, you weren't going to be on that team. That's an extreme. Yeah. But when we did follow those 95 rules, then it's a little, it's like a little page out of the military, right? Like if we can trust you to be cleanly shaven and your tie to be up all the way when you get back from a road trip at two in the morning and no one's going to see you, but still your tie better be up or you're going to get fined. Now we can expect you to carry out the duties we want you to have on the ice. And so it, you have to have the buy-in, you have to have the structure, you have to, it, it takes time. And I think that that's a perfect example is what John Tortorella is doing in Philly right now. And he has them playing a good brand of hockey, but he's hammered home, made their lives miserable for a little bit. But now we're starting to see the benefits of it. So when you have a team that's struggling with 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 maybe structure and these let ups and, and mishaps, um, it's not going to correct itself overnight. It's going to take some time. And I don't even know to how to what degree you can fix it. But what I do know in Edmonton's case is with Connor McDavid out of the lineup, that could be a blessing in disguise because Superman's not there anymore. And now maybe the details matter more and you're going to have to see that. And I, you know, I don't know how long Connor's going to be out, but I'm just saying to my point is when you have Connor and you have Leon and you've got the high talent and the great power play they have, it masks a lot of things. The one thing I learned in the NHL, you can win a game seven to one and your team can play like crap. And it's hard to get that message across that you play like crap when you win seven to one. Right. So these are things that they've got to go through and the intangibles, the little details have to get better and it's going to take some time. And right now they're kind of going through it. Mike Krupp uh, joins us on Sports 1440 Live and Orders Nation YouTube. And it, it is one that the, there's no easy fix. Um, you have the door off saying, you know what, we got too many guys playing as individuals in Calgary. And so, oh, no, that's not it. But. I probably would agree. And what he means by being an individual, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're selfish, Mike. It just means that at times, you know, guys are doing things that are outside of what's expected from the group. Yeah. And, and I, a lot of times, too, it's not even the, the things I've learned that when things are going bad, like I haven't I've never played with a teammate that's just like, I don't care if we win or lose. <laughs> like, I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, it's the right. You have the right. It's the <laughs> It's almost like the thought that counts, right? It's the yeah. it's the right idea, okay, and it's the right thought process, but it's not the one that you're supposed to do. And when you're in a five man group on the ice, you're like Greg's, if you and I are on the ice together, I want I need to trust that you are going to do your job and what your job is. And if you don't do your job, my job is not to bail you out of your job because if I start cheating over to help you because I don't feel confident you're in the right spot now. I've made a hole where I'm supposed to be. And it's just this trickle down effect, right? So okay. I think that that's where it's at. It's this trust factor. And 
you know, the Zadorov comments. Yeah, I think that that's got to ring true in, in, in that locker room. Everyone's got to look in the mirror, and that's where it's at. It's where Let's worry about yourself. It's a team game. Everybody needs to uh, work together, but you also need to make sure you're – your game is up to snub. And uh, when you can get that and just have the trust factor that I'm going to do my job, you're going to do yours, as simple as that sounds, it can go a long way. There was uh, 16 games last night. And uh, in one of those games, Rupper, uh, there's one team that has uh, has been off to a, to a pretty tough start uh, by their standards uh, so far this season. And uh, it didn't get any better last night. I guess the good news is they only gave up three goals. But what do you, you know? There's a lot of frustration in Edmonton. What do you make of the Carolina Hurricanes? Uh, you know, finally they limit a team to only three goals, but then they don't score anything. Uh, any concerns for you about the Canes start? Um, they're, they're they don't look like the Canes. Where you know this is a team that over the last probably four years they control um, a lot of the underlying numbers of a game. They get solid goaltending uh they don't give up a ton uh that that's not the case now it looks different and i think that they they are a team that is trying to tweak and just you know add some finishers in that group maybe add a little more toughness and grit which they've added in the offseason but now they don't even look like what they were before i it's 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 very early i usually can't and don't see or evaluate a team where they're at until about 20 games but uh, the goaltending doesn't look great right now. They're giving up some opportunities they usually don't do. Uh, I still believe in this group, though. Uh, I think that uh, the only thing that maybe they have done here, potentially, and I don't even know if they have because uh, maybe they've messed them. I thought this team was going to run away with that division. Maybe they messed that up a little bit, and it's a little more of a dogfight for the division. But they're still going to be a good team, and they're going to figure this out. Um to the point we just talked about. They are a structured team. They will get back to that structure, but right now they, they simply don't look like themselves. Mike Rupp uh, joins us. Uh, Rupper, there's lots of reports that the uh, the NHL, uh, they issued a memo to teams that there's going to be majority support to shift to a decentralized draft, similar like the NFL, where the players, you know what, they're their agents, they go to the draft in the city, everything like that, all the hoopla, all the excitement. But the teams aren't there. They send in their pick, and then it'll be Commissioner Bettman on stage for uh, for for all the first ones. What do you think of this? Um, I mean, I think that what we're seeing uh, nowadays, and just the kind of the way media and everything has changed, and we've realized that you can accomplish things in different places. And uh, I think it could set up for. Um, some nice options for the draft. Maybe there's different ways you could sell the draft now. Maybe it's a different look. It's more of an intimate thing. It's not about having the facilities. I mean, you're talking about a lot of different people that got to be on the floor there for the current setup. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's fine. I think it's something that um, maybe you can make the actual draft where the players are more of the celebration like it's supposed to be. I think that we see in the NFL. And then you can just go out remotely and uh, – you can have those teams making their picks. So I, I like it. I don't, I don't see any negative thing to that. Um, you know, the only thing I would think is usually the days leading up to the draft or a couple of days before you're still having some meetings, you're meeting with teams. Uh, that's probably just going to have to be done a different way. Yeah. I, you know what? It'll be different. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it'll be different how people covered and stuff because a lot of times uh, they go there because they knew all the NHL GMs and scouts and everyone was there and it was a good opportunity. I, I would think there'd be some 
potential scouts there maybe, but maybe not. So it'll be kind of interesting to see whether it's uh, brought in uh, next year. Uh, they said for sure in 25, but I could see them uh, pushing it forward to uh, to 24. Yeah, the, the one little thing that kind of jumps out is I think this is part of the draft, and it doesn't happen that often. But the thing I love and when you're watching the live draft where everybody's in the same place is when you see the tables and people are standing up and there's commotion, they're taking a long time, and then you feel a trade coming on. Mm-hmm. Like those are, yeah. those are things I like to see it yeah. kind of coming to fruition like that. I think that's a really cool thing uh, as a viewer. You probably won't feel that or see that necessarily uh, again because because you, when you're sitting in those arenas, right, like you're seeing everybody on the floor. So if if the Montreal Canadiens are up to something, but they're not picking for 11 picks, I could see their table over there. Yes. And I could see that there's some commotion. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, blah, 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 just jumped up and ran over and was yelling something. <laughs> like, I love that stuff. Like, that adds uh, a little bit of fieriness to uh, to the draft. So that, that would be something that you, you, you probably wouldn't see anymore. Mike Rob joins us on uh, Sports fourteen forty, and you know, uh, Rupper, there's you know, it is early, and and but at the same time, you know, you do wonder about uh, certain trends. Like I'll say this: there's one team that I am ultimately confident about. Their early start is going to be exactly how they are all season. I think the San Jose Sharks. I said at the start of the year, I thought it'd be the worst team in the NHL. Uh, they're going to struggle mightily to score goals, and I don't see that changing at all for a market that was excellent for a long time. Uh, this might be year one of their actual rebuild because none of their moves to this point kind of showed that they were ready to be a rebuild. But like that could be a team here that might win 20 games, maybe less. Yeah. No, I, I, I fully support what you just said there. So this is a team that, um, you know, you knew there was going to be change. It's going to, it's not going to be great. And I, I sit there and I wondered, this is why I was just talking about this yesterday, actually. Tomas Hurdle, I'm a huge Hurdle fan. I know that he means a lot to that organization. And like, I, that's, that's a wasted talent right now there. You know what I mean? Like you can build cultures other ways, like just get rid of him now then please. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be a bad team. Um, That, that he's a power for, he's a good player. I'd love to see him go somewhere else, but yes, it's going to be a a long, long season there in San Jose, but they're trying to change the culture. They're going to have to try to get, quicker see what the new san jose sharks are going to look like but uh yeah that's one team right now that uh if i'm a betting man they're at the bottom of the barrel at the end of the season here i'll go into your backyard uh rupper uh the new york rangers are in town tomorrow night uh they got a victory in calgary last night uh what do you make of this ranger team uh especially going up against uh, a connor mcdavidless edmonton orders tomorrow night yeah i think the rangers have uh they've looked good they, they've uh, the, the big question marks this year that everybody's known is Lafreniere, Kako, and um, you know they're, they're they're getting opportunity. Peter Laviolette let, said they're going to get minutes. They're getting minutes um, they're with the top six, and and they've gotten some production there. Uh, I like certain things about both their games. I'm just waiting to see kind of everything come together. I do think if those those players continue to develop and play in that top six, it makes this team more dangerous because of the trickle down effect of potentially having Vinny Trocek as your third line center with a Blake Wheeler and whoever you want on the other side. I don't know if they, if it's Will Cooley or or what they got. He's a fun player to watch as well, but um, they've got, this is a, this is a talented group, but it's all going to be positioned around those guys taking the next step. And Philip Heedle, Philip Heedle is one that doesn't get talked about enough because I, I think that last year he set some 
some personal records uh, as far as his stats were, but he's a player that can change a lot of things for that Ranger club. So, uh, yeah, you got good goaltending. Uh, I'm a fan of their decor, Peter Laviolette. Uh, he's he's not putting the lines in the blender that quickly. He's trying to really smoke out what they've got here, and I think it's going to serve them well. Rupper, uh, it's going to be fascinating. See, one last one is about the Islanders. Um, they got off to the good start. But uh, now they did score four goals. That might have been the most exciting game of the night yesterday, by the way, between Colorado and the Islanders. But, um, you know, the Sorokin, like normally, hey, they were winning because he was not giving up many goals, but they don't score a lot of goals. Where are you at on the Islanders, a team that basically made no changes in the offseason? Um, you're right. They did have that start, but it was really weird. They're that one team that had two games under their belt when there's teams with five games already, right? Like they just had a very... It was hard to really gauge them in the first. They were 2-0 after basically a week and a half, two weeks of the season. Like, they haven't played much hockey. So, um, But they're, they're a team that they have a goaltender that I almost, I almost think to myself, like, there's players on that team I like, individuals on that team I, I like a lot. But as an entire group, they lack a lot of things. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you took – some of those guys, like I'm a big Brock Nelson fan. I'm a big, you know, like you, you could talk about some of these different players, Matt Barzell. But when you put the group together, I'm not in love with the group. And we have seen in the past, there's certain organizations that I almost think, and you're not going to get rid of your goaltender. I mean, Elias Rokin's a Vesna winner. But there's a goaltender there that I think is masking a lot of things. And it would almost be better to just assess and be able to see what your team is and how to move forward with it. I think a good example of that was when the Devils went and got Corey Schneider. I don't think the Devils were a good team at all. Actually, I think they should have been a lottery team. Corey Schneider made them in, kept them in games. He kept them kind of as a mediocre team. So in turn, they didn't pick high. They didn't, uh, you know, they were never able to get some, some more talent infused in the system. To me, that I don't think the Islanders are far off that. I don't believe in the group. I think the goaltending and the structure that they play with keeps them around just enough, but they're never going to be good enough to go on a run, but they're never going to be bad enough to pick high, and that's a dangerous place in the NHL. Rupper, always good to catch up with you, my man. Uh, are you getting a night off tonight? Yeah, I'm off tonight. I'm Hey, I got a, I got a big call, my first call with the Penguins tomorrow night Ooh. against... Colorado. Hey, I'll give you a tip. Watch out for that 29 guy. He's pretty good on Colorado. Well, oh, yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, last name is McDonald or yeah, something, Mc, right? Mc, yeah, McDonald. Yeah, McAdoo, McKinnon, I'm McAdoo. not sure. McKinnon. Yeah, something oh, like McKinnon, that. that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I'll keep he, an eye on him tomorrow. He's pretty good. The two M's in Colorado are pretty exciting. Well, keep an eye out for him. Oh, Thanks, it should Chris. be a good game, man. Have fun. Lots of star power uh, on that ice. Yeah, a ton. Hopefully it'll be a good one for me to call. (laughs) You betcha. Have fun. That is uh, Mike Rupp, our uh, weekly Wednesday guest. It's around the NHL brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, We'll return and baby, it's back another season. High hopes around the league. How long will they last?
I know it's early order fans, but hey, we got to keep you calm. We got lots more coming up on the orders in the five o'clock hour. We just needed a little deflection from the order talk because the frustrations are running high. We love it, but uh, we'll get back to that and more. The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live in Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. Portions of this hour brought to you by On the Rocks. I'm going on every day at OTR on Monday, Bingo Tunes, Taco Tuesday tonight, Karaoke, Salsa Night Thursday, and live music every weekend on the OTR stage with DJ Kenny K. On the Rocks, Jasper Avin, 118. Sports Radio is back. The Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Leave it at. I know I exaggerated things. Now I got it like that. Tuck my napkin in my shirt because I'm just mobbing like that. You know good and well that you don't want a problem like that. You 430. Happy hump day. Oilers. Taking on the Rangers tomorrow. Do you want to go to the game? We got some uh, sweet seats courtesy of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Community Foundation giveaway tomorrow. I mean today for tomorrow night's game. Pretty sweet seats. So uh, that's coming up in the uh, final hour of the show. It's Doug Waite, Charlie Huddy. Night, if you are going to the game, be sure to be in your seats around 6.55 so you don't miss the ceremony. Right? I like that better. I know that they did it last year where they had it earlier and lots of people just weren't there in time. It was unfortunate, so uh, it'll be better. I think this allows everybody to get in to the building. Away you go. You'll be in your seats, ready to rock, and uh, then they will start the game after that. Let's get to the... NBA report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your AC unit or your furnace. Stay cool or warm, depending on how you want. LegacyHeating.ca. As uh, Josh Lewinberg joins us from uh, TSN, our uh, NBA insider. And uh, Josh, another season is set to go tonight. Uh, it started last night. The champs won another triple-double. So uh, I'll start with this one. How many triple-doubles does the Joker get this year? <laughs> oh wow um a lot of them <laughs> um i mean i would take the over on whatever it is whatever the line is and whatever yeah, like, he, if the line is 64 do you take the over Ooh, 64 um i mean i take the under on 64 that's a lot of triple doubles okay well man the way the guy's playing it wouldn't surprise me at all it'd be crazy uh the toronto raptors lots of new faces from the coach uh, van vliet is gone uh what do you make of this team i've seen varying degrees of of, uh, of prognostications probably because people don't really know what to expect there's lots of new faces There's going to be a new coach uh he's talked about wanting to use the bench more which maybe helps siakam you know what if he doesn't have to play as many minutes i i think he actually led the nba in minutes played last year if i'm not mistaken so the last uh, couple of years yeah yeah so uh what do you make of all the changes in to what have you seen from the preseason yeah i mean expectations i would say are pretty modest going into this season there is that sense that people are are sleeping on the raptors and i mean you can understand why in this case right like this isn't the case of like the old demar DeRozan and kyle lowry led teams where they felt they were being disrespected and overlooked, even though that they were competing at the top of the Eastern Conference every year. This is not that, right? Like, they had a disappointing season last year. They made a coaching change. They lost their starting point guard in free agency. They didn't make any buzzy additions in the summer. So I get it, but at the same time, it does seem like the pendulum has kind of swung too far in that direction to the point where maybe they're not getting enough credit now i do think like they're going to miss fred van Vliet, especially his shooting and his leadership on and off the floor um but 
I think you have to factor in some of those positives as well, where you get this new coaching staff, which, I mean, you never know how that's going to play out, but I do think this was a team in desperate need of a new voice and a new vision, and they've got it in Darko Ryakovich, who's very positive, and I do really like the energy around this team to start the year compared certainly to where it was last year. And then I think you do have to factor in some internal growth as well. And that's why I call Scotty Barnes the ultimate swing factor for this season and probably beyond as well too, right? Because if he takes a big step forward or even a step forward in his third year, then that to me is the most realistic path for the Raptors to improve and get better. So yeah, like we talk about expectations, the, uh, Vegas over-under is set at 36.5, which, like, I don't want to say that's free money because I don't want people tracking me down if they take the uh, over and end up going under. But I, I do think 36.5 is really low. I mean, despite everything that went wrong last year, they still finished with 41 wins. And I think if we're talking realistic expectations, like, that's probably the most realistic outcome, again, is that they're either a few wins above 500 or a few wins below 500 with a conceivable path to being worse than that and a conceivable path, as I said, if Scotty really takes that next step and if they really embrace Darko and his new system, then potentially they are better than that. Totally fair. Um, you look at the bench um, this year, and Siakam's minutes are going to come down. Who do you feel are the guys that are going to play the most coming off the bench? Well, I, I, let, let's do some quick math here in terms of the rotation, right? Like Darko's talked about using 10 guys, which I'm sure is music to the ears of a few guys coming off the bench that, that didn't get much of an opportunity or at least a consistent opportunity over the last few seasons. So you've got the five starters, which as we know now is going to include Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. is going to come off the bench. And even though like that's not his preferred role, I do think he has embraced it certainly last season over the last stretch of the year when uh, Jakob Pertl was here and he was coming off the bench. I thought he played really well, and he's been a consummate professional about it. So I think if, like, if he continues to do that, we're talking about maybe one of the best six men in the NBA this season. So that would probably be the answer to your question. But I think Chris Boucher and Precious Achua are also locks coming off the bench just in terms of like being in that rotation. So we're talking about two spots for five or six guys, and just based on preseason usage, I would imagine that, Malachi Flynn and Jalen McDaniels get the first shot at those minutes, which means that at least for now, Grady Dick, the 13th overall pick, who has already become a popular guy around these parts, I think he's probably the odd man out, which might not sit well with the fans. But again, 19 years old, just coming into the league, this is a team that wants to win. So I think he's going to have to be patient. They're going to ease him in. And I do think he's going to factor into the rotation at some point this year. But hey, if you've got more guys than you do rotation spots, more guys that can actually play and contribute, that's a good problem to have and a problem that this team hasn't had over the last few years. Josh Lundberg joins us. Josh, the interesting thing for me about the Raptors was just how bad of a shooting team they were. Uh, last season collectively compared to some other teams at crunch time. Do you feel like, do they, do they have more consistent shooters top to bottom? Do you think in your eyes? I do not think no. Okay. <laughs> that, that, and that, that's the concern here, right? Yeah. Like I, I love what I'm hearing from Darko Ryakovich about the offensive changes. I think if nothing else, like they're going to be more fun to watch 
Okay. This year, and as somebody that covers this team and had to watch a lot of painful games last season, like I, I am thankful to uh, that change to to try and move the ball more and make quicker decisions, less over dribbling and one on one. Like I, I think it's going to be aesthetically pleasing, but at the same time, like to, to play that kind of offense, to really play any successful offense in the NBA in the year 2023, you need to be able to shoot the ball. And you're right. Like that was a major weakness last year. And there isn't like a, an obvious reason to believe that they've gotten a lot better in that regard. If anything, on paper, they've gotten worse as a shooting team because you subtract Fred Van Bleed, who I know wasn't super efficient last year, but if nothing else, like he's a legitimate three-point shooting threat, a proven three-point shooting threat in this league. Um, and then especially if Grady Dick, who, uh, I mean, he's coming in known for his shooting. If he's not in the rotation to start the year, you've got 10 guys that you're playing. There's two above-average three-point shooting players in that 10-man rotation, OG Ananobi and Gary Trent Jr. So that absolutely concerns me. I I think you can do some things to try to mitigate the damage there and how much that hurts you. And they've talked about, okay, well, they need to try and get into the paint more, more dribble penetration, more, again, ball movement and cutting. And you can do those things, but at the end of the day, like if you're not hitting shots, you better be really, really, really good defensively. And they have potential on that end to be really, really good and be one of the league's top teams. But again, that, that, that's putting a lot of pressure on your defense to make plays, to create opportunities to run and get out and transition, to score easy points. Um, and, and we'll see if they're good enough on that end to mask some of the deficiencies on the other end because that certainly wasn't the case last year. They weren't good enough on either end of the floor last year. Josh, do the Raptors make the playoffs? They make the play in for sure, I would say. And then, well, not for sure, but I I would say they make the play in. And then from there, like, I mean, it could come down to a few made or missed free throws as we saw last year. It's so hard to say, but like, do I think that this is a team that's poised for like a deep playoff run? No, I I think this is probably a playing team that might be able to squeeze into the playoffs as one of those lower seeds and hope to get some experience in the first round, something that they didn't have last year. And certainly a young Scotty Barnes could, could use here as those high leverage reps. Josh, as always, man, great stuff. We appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you throughout the year. All right, Gregor, talk soon. You betcha. That is uh, Josh Lewenberg from uh, TSN. The Raptors season begins tonight. Uh, Like what he said, they'll make the play-in game, which means uh, they'll finish uh, in the top 10. Probably pretty good odds for that. Uh, How about this for odds? Help Your Neighbor, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where uh, you can win a cool little prize for yourself but you're going to win the major prize for someone else. So uh, we will do it. We're doing this every day, and then we will have a draw on Monday, November 20th. The person's name we draw, you will win because you put yourself in. You'll win the nominator prize, which is an install Google Nest or Echo Smart Thermostat, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling in your home. And you get a pair of great seats, lower bowl, where the orders attack twice against the wild on Friday, December 8th, courtesy of The Gregor Show. And then you are going to gift a brand new 96% energy, high star efficiency, two-stage furnace, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. It comes with the uh, T4 thermostat, 
all the permit and inspection fees, the removal and disposal of their old furnace, five-year labor, 10-year parts, and a lifetime heat exchanger warranty on the furnace. Here's the rules. For the person that you gifted to, they have to own their home and reside within 100 kilometers of Edmonton. Okay? It's that simple. And also, they can't live in the same house. You can't gift this to your spouse, your common-law, your partner. Right? Doesn't work. Has to be someone outside of your home. So we will do it right now. Text the word heating. Text the word heating with your name to 833 401 1440. We'll give you some time. Don't worry. If you're listening online, you have time. Get drive safe. Don't be driving and texting. You got five minutes. Don't worry. We shut it off in five minutes and then Connor will, uh, Pick a winner, random. We just fire up the text machine, stops, and uh, that person, you will win. Make sure to answer your phone because Connor has to call you. We need to get you on the line to confirm, fire our rules at the person people heard from them. All right? So there you go, 833-401-1440. Your name and the word heating will get you in. We'll come back with five questions on the Jason Greger Show with Connor Halley. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca and Sports 1440 and Live and Orders Nation YouTube. We continue on Wednesday afternoon and uh, congratulations. Andrew, you have qualified to help your neighbor. You go in the draw to win uh, some tickets for yourself and the uh, Echoby Smart Thermostat or the Google Nest. And most importantly, an opportunity where you can gift someone in your circle, co-worker, family member, anybody, as long as they don't reside in your household and they own their own home, a brand new high efficiency furnace from Legacy Heating and cooling. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm excellent. <laughs> right on. Do you um, do you need a furnace at your place? You know what? I actually do, but uh, you know what? This is going to have to go to a, a buddy of mine. Oh, okay. Oh, you already have someone in mind. I like it. I like well, it. Well, you know, I, I live in an old neighborhood, so uh, pretty much everyone around me needs a new one. <laughs> oh, well, that's perfect. That's what you like. You know, you want to give it to somebody who really needs it, and uh, you know, they'll probably buy you at least a beer for doing it. <laughs> I would think that could be a good trade-off. Um, do you have any suggestions on how the orders can win? Oh, boy. I don't because I'm terrible at hockey, and I don't want to tell people what to do, but <laughs> they do need to buckle down here and get some points. It's very true, my man. I like your honesty. We'll stay on the line. Connor's going to get all your – also, uh, just for qualifying, you get to win one of the brand-new exclusive Sports 1440 hats, so uh, stay on the line for that as well. Okay, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. There you go. So uh, we do that every day. And then we will have the uh, grand prize draw on the Monday, the 20th of November. And man, that's a, that's a big package, man. Huge shout out to everybody at uh, Legacy Heating for, uh, for stepping up uh, for the second year in a row and offering this package. Uh, it really can be life altering. Everybody remembers. I know many of you are listeners from, uh, from the old station. And uh, many of you remember listening to Kara last year when she won and just uh, how much of an impact it made for her and her two young daughters. And, uh, so hopefully we're hoping to uh, have someone else who uh, really needs a brand new furnace and uh, a huge savings of 7000 bucks to get one of those put in and installed and everything, all the warranty, everything else. It's an amazing price. So uh, keep staying tuned every day for your chance to qualify. Also, if you want to go to the uh, order game tomorrow night, Dougie Waite, Charlie Huddy, going into the Oilers Hall of Fame. We'll give you a chance coming up after 5 o'clock. First, though, let's get to uh, five questions brought to you by The Brick. And today is the last day to scratch and save an additional 40% off the sticker price 
And when you scratch and save, there's $115,000 worth of instant prizes. Woo! When couches, many things, lots of things. Check it out right now at thebrick and thebrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Gregor, uh, question number one. I think there's a few you could choose from, but when you look at the Oilers game to start the season, what has been the most disappointing aspect for you? It's a loaded question. (laughs) How much time do we got? No, uh, without, without a doubt. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is their inability to just match the determination of their opposition? I'm sorry, I don't buy the, oh, it's the system, it's the system. Give me a break. Half of their goals aren't even, not even half. I would say, and I did it after the first four games, so I don't think it changed much because I look at the Winnipeg game. One was a power play goal, so that doesn't count. One was shorthanded that had nothing to do with the system. Then the other one was three on three. So, yeah, uh, if you look at how many goals have come off the rush, not about defensive zone strategy, or guys just flat out not covering their man, which has nothing to do with the system, by the way. There's no system in the world of hockey that says don't cover the guy in front of the net. None. So... I don't buy system play. I buy a lack of urgency and commitment and dedication collectively from the group as a concern. Yeah, very similar for me, just in their own end. Just kind of, like you say, it, it's not a system. It's pretty much basic hockey. You know, you have to give a damn in your own end. And you have to, you know, if you're, you know, someone's skating open, try to take them away. Too many people watching the puck and letting oppositions skate around too easily. So, yeah, certainly uh, in the defensive end, lots of things they need to clean up. Question number two, uh, Evan Bouchard. He's been coming more and more of a whipping boy on social media. It seems like there's always one here in oil country. If you were the coaching staff, Manson and Jay Woodcroft, uh, what's the plan with Evan Bouchard going forward and how do you utilize him? Well, I want to say one. I think it's always important to remember that social media isn't an 
equal representation of reality. Okay? Yes, Evan Bouchard can be a frustrating player at times. No question. He's not the only reason why the orders are 1-4-1. One, and one. And, the, and the funny thing is, some of the goals are from him mishandling the puck, which is, that's his best thing. That's not something you can just coach and change, right? Like, Evan Bouchard can handle the puck better than he's shown. So why is he lacking confidence? I have no idea. Um, to me, all I would do with Evan Bouchard, I would do less is more. I would start him with Brett Kulak and let him gain his confidence. I keep him on the number one power play. Right, his offense is fine. His offensive game is actually great. I have no issues with Evan Bouchard on a team that has a lot of guys with goose eggs. You know, Bouchard's contributing, right? So I have no problem with his offense. It's his defensive game. So I don't think his offensive game is going to be hurt if he's not taken off the power play. Right? He's got eight points in six games. So just limit his minutes against the other team's better players, and you might have even have more success. That's what I would do. Less can be more, and it doesn't mean, you know what, put guys into positions to succeed. Right now, having him play that many minutes against top minutes, it's just not helping. So figure out a way to lessen his minutes that can maybe increase his confidence. Yeah, I'm kind of with you right there on that one. I mean, point-wise, he's on pace for 109 points. Obviously, he's not going to continue this well, but he's also on pace to be minus 109. So, you know, it's it's... It's limiting him, taking him out of those situations where he could hurt himself. And, you know, maybe it's offensive zone. Maybe it's it's not going out there against the other team's top forwards. But let him utilize that power play. You can get some confidence there, and that can transition into five-on-five. Five. So, yeah, got to be careful with that one. You got a good text coming in here? No, I'm just laughing at you and your numbers that you're pulling out. Oh, oh. he's on pace for this many <laughs> points. Oh, he's minus 121. Oh, my goodness. I mean, could you imagine if he finished... Plus, or sorry, minus 109 with 109 well, points. Well, isn't he on pace, though, for the same points as minus? Cause he's yeah, minus. 109 both ways. Oh, jeez. I mean, oh. if he scores 109 points. And he's, and he's minus 109, <laughs> that would be unbelievable. <laughs> People would have a conundrum there. Uh, question number three reports out there that Henry Burris would like to become the next coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Would you like that higher for the Riders? It's an interesting question. So being a head coach... You know, Henry Burris is somebody who I think he knows how to manage people, right? He's been a leader before. Um, as long if Henry Burris is my head coach, he needs to have very good experience OC and DC, right? Because th- he's not going to suddenly come in, I don't think. Like, I wouldn't want Henry Burris as a rookie head coach who hasn't had, he's never had any other coaching experience, right? Hasn't been in OC or DC a lot of times. So am I going to be the head coach and the offense coordinator? No. If he wants to be the head coach and I'm an experienced DC and experienced OC, I could see it working. Yeah, I'd be intrigued by it. I mean, he's cut his teeth coaching, right? He's been around the NFL for a while. I'd like to see how it would go being a former player. Like you say, he probably knows how to handle uh, the relationships with the coaches and and his players and things like that. So I would like to see it. I think it'd be kind of cool. Also, one little thing to the listeners. uh, When you text in for the contest, make sure you give us your name so we can... uh, get you in there i uh, gotta follow the instructions for that one question number four gregor raptors Ooh, kicking there off there you go people hey if you're not if there's no rules there's anarchy <laughs> there's a lot of people that just texted in heating and that's just not going to work for us uh, the raptors get going in about 35 minutes here how many wins do they finish with this season oh it's a good question they had what uh 40 did they have 41 wins 40 wins last year i think yeah. it's 41 i think they're 500 I'm going to say the Raptors have 39 wins. 
Yeah, I mean, I, Fred Van Vliet's gone. That will be a little bit of a drop-off, obviously. Opportunity for others, perhaps. I'll say 40. I'll say they drop down to one. 40 and 42 on the season. And like Josh said, just get into that maybe 10th spot uh, in the play-in game. Final question for you, Gregor. As the outdoor classic, the Heritage Classic approaches, which venue do you think would be the coolest to host an outdoor hockey game? And I'm not even just limiting this North America. You can go worldwide. Where would you like to see an outdoor hockey game? Hmm. Uh, I know people have talked about well, have it up in the mountains. The reason why you don't want to have it up there, you're going to really wreck a lot of nature. So, uh, you know, you can't have people out there. So I, I would scratch that. I would say, to me, if it's going to be a hockey game, it's got to be in a place where it's not, It's it can't be too warm. It doesn't work. So... If I'm thinking European places, because, you know, we've done all the major ones really in the U.S. I'm trying to think of a U.S. stadium that they haven't used yet. So, mm, I would like it probably, I want it in a hockey nation, sorry. I would want it in Sweden or Finland, one of the two. I don't even care which facility, to be honest, because I know they don't have great outdoor stadiums, so that's probably not a great answer. But I'd want it somewhere where they appreciate hockey. You. Uh, that's why I'm going. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 